Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today, we're going through Proverbs chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Ending chapter 7 right here, let's get it. And now, O sons, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways and do not stray into her paths. For many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol going down to the chambers of death. Really what stuck out to me here is that some things claim many victims. So again, Proverbs here is talking about adultery and it's talking about specifically a woman who is an adulteress and is spending a lot of her time, energy, effort. Like she goes and pays her vows and offers her sacrifices just so that she can meet men at night. And she prepares her bed, prepares her couch and pursues them diligently, seeks eagerly is what it says in the ESV version of Proverbs, uh, verse 15. And that adulteress is claiming many victims. And so my interpretation from this is that some things just claim many victims. And you got to know that you're not the only one that this thing is coming after. So this man who's being pursued and he took his money and he was like, I'm going to get what I'm going to get, if you know what I mean. He um, he was not the only one who fell victim to the adulteress, right? And many of us aren't the only ones that fall victim to fear about money, to shame, to jealousy, to insecurity, to anxiety, to lack of peace, to frustration, to anger, to depression. Many of us are not the only ones that fall victim to that. And so my interpretation from this is that some things claim many victims, specifically less than adultery in Proverbs. But also just think about the entrepreneurial application of this shiny object syndrome claims many victims. Lack of massive action claims many victims. Playing small claims many victims, you know? Stubbornness, pride claims many victims. And so the entrepreneurial application is to learn from the mistakes of others. If you see this thing claiming many victims, go and ask those people, hey, how can I make sure this doesn't claim me as well? Because that's what Proverbs is all about. It's imploring, that's a good word, imploring this uh, the sons to listen and be attentive to the words of King Solomon's mouth and to not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Like, don't fall victim, please. I'm begging you. This is how it's going to look. This is what she's going to do. It's going to be really seductive, but don't fall victim to it. Um, so yeah, go learn from the mistakes of others. Don't reinvent the wheel. Improve it. So here, somebody could take this advice and they could go and be like, hey, here's how you don't fall victim to it by hanging out with a group of godly men, by making sure you're never in a position to see the adulteress. Because once you see her, you're you're pretty much hers because it's really hard to resist that temptation. You know, by making sure you're not in a negative thought loop and hating your life because that's not what God calls us to do, Right. And so these are just some ways 
that maybe you could improve the wheel. And that's just the entrepreneurial application of it. <clears throat> instead of trying to like fundamental things that are proven, instead of trying to fight against them and prove something else, just build upon them. Because that's how humans have gotten to the point where we've gotten learning from others' mistakes and building upon them. Where's this shown up in my life? It's reminding myself to learn from the mistakes of others. And so I remind myself to focus and be patient and build consistency and discipline and keep a long-term perspective because of a lot of success literature. You see a lot of people who are like, I did this for 20 years and then I popped off and then I was an overnight success. And here I am like not even a year and a half into the podcast. And I'm like, dang, it'd really be nice to see some more results. It's like, what about if you were 10 years into the podcast, 20 years into the podcast, what would your life look like then? I'm like, if I keep on keeping on how I'm keeping on for the next 10, 20, 30 years, it's like, oh my gosh, the, I'll be hitting my impact goals. I will have blown through my financial goals, right? And so it's just important to keep that long-term perspective and be patient and focus and build that consistency and discipline because those are the character traits that a lot of successful people are like, you need those to maintain the success and to get to the success. I also take a good hard look at my thoughts and actions because of the Bible and the law of attraction, right? So the Bible's like, hey, finally, brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, focus on these things. How often am I not focused on those things? And the law of attraction clearly states that whatever you focus on is going to come to you. So the Bible's probably imploring you, right? I like that word to focus on those things. So those things come back to you. If you focus on the promises of God, you'll see those fulfilled in your life. If you focus on fear, you know, that's what you're going to get. Whatsoever you ask for in prayer, believe it in your heart to be true and it'll be yours. The question is, what do you believe in your heart to be true? And then how are you communicating that to God? Don't shame yourself. This is the third way it's kind of shown up in my life. First Corinthians 10, 13, I believe is like, everybody struggles with temptation, but there is a way out. That's a very short paraphrase of that verse. It's basically like God is faithful. Temptation comes upon every man, but because he's faithful, he's going to provide the way out. And so don't shame yourself when you realize that you fell victim to temptation. Instead be like, this happened to a lot of people, but God is faithful. And so now start looking for where God is being faithful in your life. Where did he provide the way out? And then start focusing on that way out. Because when you focus on that way out and you focus on what God has promised you, temptation can't touch you. Where do I want this to show up in my life? A couple of verses that came to mind of just like learning from the mistakes of others, right? So this wisdom is in the Bible because people have made this mistake. And so faith without works is dead. James was talking to people and he's like, yo, a lot of y'all here saying you got faith, but you ain't got no works. And if you really have faith, your faith would be such that it inspired works. I'm not saying it's a works-based salvation. But James was talking. He was like, if you really have faith, ain't no way you'd be able to not do works. So faith without works is dead. I often talk big game, right? I'll be like, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. I've progressively gotten better at taking massive action. And my faith has grown. And so I've taken more massive action. But I'm still on that growth train. And, you know, we always will be. But I really want to hit that point of like, I really believe this can happen. And so I'm doing works in proportion to that faith. Whereas right now, I really believe a smaller version of my goals can happen. Right. And I'm like, I really don't know how we're going to get to the big goal. But I know this can happen right now. And so I do works according to my faith. And I really want my uh, faith to improve. So my works uh, improve. And 
you know, then they can glorify God in a better, better light. Cause I let my, my own light shine, let God's light shine through me. And people can see God from my works, from my character, from who I am. There's the other verse whatsoever you ask for in prayer, believe it in your heart to be true. And it'll be yours. I say, I want this to show up in my life, but it really does show up in my life. I want it to show up in my life in a better way. <laughs> um, mostly because there's a lot of fear and I get power to fear. And it's like, then I, so when people talk about prayer, we often talk about the fact that, um, you know, it's talking to God and it's listening, right? Which I agree. That's biblical. But I've also heard prayer be, and I, I can't really find scripture for this. So take it as you will, but prayer is communicating to God and humans communicate with like body language, action, tonality, intent. We communicate with a lot more than just our words. Right. And so then you hear about that verse, men ought always pray. Then I think, okay, well, if men ought always pray. Am I always supposed to be talking to God verbally? Or am I just always supposed to be communicating with God? And I communicate in many ways, right? Then I go, whatsoever you ask for in prayer, in communication with God, believe it in your heart to be true and it'll be yours. And if prayer is just communication with God, again, I'm not saying that this is in the Bible. I'm just talking about kind of how I like to think through those couple of verses. Um, you know, your actions can communicate something to God. Your lack of action can communicate something to God. Your um, your thoughts, the thoughts you entertain, the feelings you entertain communicate something to God. And basically it's like, are you obeying God or are you not? And that is communicating something to God. And so when you ask for stuff with your actions, with your thoughts, with your feelings and with your beliefs, and then you actually believe those things in your heart. Those are the things you get. And that's why the law of attraction really gets me because I'm like, man, at first I was pretty woo woo about it, but then I'm like, here it says it in scripture, ask for it in prayer, believe it in your heart to be true and it'll be yours. And well, it just gets me. There are two other verses that I really want to show up in my life, the peace of Christ. And that's another thing we're promised, but I don't always experience. And then bearing burdens together. We're called to bear our burdens together. And I think a lot of us don't broach the topic of bearing the hardest burdens together, right? Specifically financially. We don't, especially in America, we don't bear financial burdens together. That's all business is, right? Bearing financial, like insurance companies are literally bearing financial burdens together. Why don't we do that on an individual level to get to that freedom, to build up that good storehouse so that we can go turn around and do good works, especially when we've been given the opportunity. Why don't we steward that opportunity well? So how can you guys apply this to your life? I'd say put some of the scripture to work in your life, right? Faith without works is dead. So look at the works you're doing and it'll tell you about the faith that you have. Because if you really had faith and proportionate to the results that you wanted, you'd be doing the works to get there because you would believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that it would come, right? And because you believe that, you can't not work towards it. And then take Notice of what you're asking for in prayer and what you believe in your heart to be true, because that's probably what you're getting. And so if you're getting something you don't want, ask yourself what belief, what thought, what action, how am I asking for this to be in my life? The peace of Christ, you know, continue to pray for it. Bearing burdens together, continue to ask, continue to be vulnerable. So put some of this scripture to work in your life. But also, again, 
coming back full circle in the beginning, we talked about learning from the mistakes of others. Ask people who have been where you're going, how they got there. It's as simple as that. Be like, this is where I want to go. Figure out somebody who got there. Ask them how they did it. There we go. That's all we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.